You're listening to Michael Easley in Context. And now your host, Michael Easley. Well, it's that time of year. It's Christmas. It's here. Are you ready? Well, I've got a Christmas IQ quiz for you. Stumbled across this a number of years ago. And my friend Ray Pritchard was kind enough to put it on his website, which will give you information on how to get there. But it's a great IQ quiz for family, friends, and for parties. And let me give you a little sample of what this might be like. You ready? Number one, Joseph was originally from A, Bethlehem, B, Nazareth, C, Hebron, D, Jerusalem, E, none of the above. Well, of course, that's easy, right? It's A, Bethlehem. Number two, what does the Bible say that the innkeeper said to Mary and Joseph? A, there was no room in the inn. B, I have a stable you can use. C, come back later and I might have some vacancies. D, both A and B, which would be there's no room in the inn. I have, or I have a stable you can use. And then E, none of the above. What do you think? Well, trick question. Innkeeper doesn't say anything in the Bible. Number three, a manger is a blank. A, a stable for domestic animals. B, a wooden hay storage bin. C, a feeding trough. D, a barn. This is one of my favorite out-of-context images because every single Christmas pageant has an X-box-shaped wooden stable with hay in it and a little baby, maybe a real baby, or a plastic baby lying in the manger. It's actually a stone-hewn feeding trough. See, it's a feeding trough. Four, which animals does the Bible say were present at Christ's birth? A, cows, sheep, goat. B, cows, donkeys, or goats. C, sheep and goats only. D, miscellaneous barnyard animals. Or E, none of the above. What do you think? Again, the Bible doesn't tell us, so none of the above. Okay, one more to get you going here. Who saw the star in the east? A, shepherds. B, Mary and Joseph. C, three kings. D, both A and C, that'd be shepherds and the kings. E, none of the above. Well, this is a trick question. It's none of the above. The Magi saw the star, but the scripture never says that they were kings. More than likely, they were astronomers. Well, on and on the Christmas IQ quiz goes. And again, we'll give you info on how to access this right here on our site. Well, Christmas time is a complicated time. And as we think about things being taken out of context, what do you tend to take out of context? Does Christmas have to be a certain number of people? a certain number of presents, the activity of buying, mailing Christmas cards, the frenetic activity of decorating a house and getting ready for a meal, lots of parties, overeating. How do you assess your Christmas time? And I would encourage you to go back and read the Luke story before or after you take the quiz. In fact, if you read it before, you might do better on the quiz. But can you take some time and review the Christmas narratives? It's an encouraging thing to remind ourselves that he was born to die that we might live. And in this baby in whom we look for the hope of the consolation of Israel, the one to come, the one that Genesis 3 refers to, the one that the Abrahamic covenant refers to, 
the one that the Messianic promises from David's kingdom refer to. In this, do you look forward to not only that he came as a child, but that he will come again? Perhaps we know some of the standard passages we look at during Christmas time, but I want to direct your attention to 2 Samuel chapter 7, where David plans to build the temple complex. And of course, you remember he wanted to build the temple, but God wouldn't let him. Instead, he let him build a home, and he instructed him that his son would build the temple. But God speaks to him in chapter 7, again, 2 Samuel 7, beginning at verse 12. When your days are complete and you lie down with your fathers, I will raise up your descendant after you who will come forth from you, and I will establish his kingdom. He shall build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. I will be like a father to him, and he will be a son to me. And when he commits iniquity, I will correct him with the rod of men and the strokes of the son of men. But my loving kindness shall not depart from him as I took it away from Saul, whom I removed from before you. Your house and your kingdom shall endure before me forever. Your throne shall be established forever. And of course, the primary emphasis of that passage is that his son Solomon is going to be that king. He'll be the one God will discipline in his iniquity and his error. But the foretelling of this passage is that from here will come one who will reign forever. Your house and your kingdom shall endure before me forever. Your throne shall be established forever. And so Nathan, God's prophet, spoke this to David when he anticipated the building of the temple complex. So Christ is born as a fulfillment of many prophecies, but he is born to die that we might live and to be resurrected that we might live forever. So this Christmas holiday, live your Christmas not as though you are living, heading to death, but you are dying, heading to life. He was born to die that you might live. Help us die that we might live, to live the life he intended. This is Michael Easley, out of context, and I do hope you have a great Christmas. If you listen to our podcast on iTunes, would you take a minute to rate and review our show? We love reading your feedback, and this helps the show become more discoverable for other listeners. Thanks again for listening.